0: When it's all said and done, when the pads are all packed up, the refs have packed away the whistles, and the parking lots are empty, one show with three obsessive fans still want to have their say. And because this is Triple M, and because we really don't give a rat, we say, why the hell not? Please welcome A.H., Chris, and Rose. This is the back row. Footy from the cheap seats on Triple M.
1: Wasn't that a tense game? Sharky boys beating the Borg <laughs> at Amy Park. Big thanks to Maroon, Gordy, Gerds, Billy Harrigan and Goffey on the sideline. Great commentating there, boys. Now, look, we're just three footy fans aiming to go out there on the airwaves, give it 110% and hopefully come away with at least two points in the in the ratings. We're the back row with A.H. Chris and Rose. I'm A.H. Kayleigh. Chris Gale, full credit to you. How are you going this
2: week? Well, I'd like to be full of uh, good news stories, AH, as you know, and I want to say a very happy birthday to the Parramatta Eels, their 70th anniversary this weekend. Uh, That was a great birthday for
1: them, wasn't it? (laughs) Uh,
2: Unfortunately, (laughs) they went down 10 to 22 to the Warriors. I'm officially calling for the head of Brad Arthur. And if ever there was a love letter to why Cooper Cronk, and I know we'll be discussing this in some detail later in the show, Mm. is heading to Melbourne, it would have been what we've just seen, wet, miserable, dropping to 10 degrees, As Anthony Maroon pointed out, in one half, the worst kick in the history of football from Tom Mattia, the worst pass from Luke Lewis, or vice versa, actually, (laughs) and that cowbell. Oh, that cowboy. It's the worst.
1: <laughs> Andrew Rose, partial credit. See me after class. How are you going?
2: I'm good, thank you, A.H.
3: It's great to be back. A nice uh, special shout-out to my Uber driver, Tony, today, who uh, helped me successfully navigate the nightmare that is George Street now with all that construction. But he is a Dragons fan, so it just goes to show you nobody's perfect.
1: Oh, look, it's a good week for us. It's been a very emotional week uh, in rugby league this week, and we're going to be gently debriefing from the week that was, <laughs> starting with uh, the Tigers-Cowboys upset. Right after this,
0: the footy finishes here. The back row on Triple M.
1: The back row—we're just three footy fans trying to do our best. Someone who did do their best this week was the uh, the West Tigers. Uh, who expected that, Chris?
2: Oh,
1: I mean, we all tipped against them, so here we go for all of us. Uh, not oh, no, all you of us tipped
2: against them, of course. Urge. You
1: follow the tip for your own team rule, as do I. Rose does not, Chris. Nope. So, um. Tigers won against the Cowboys, 26-16. How are you feeling, babe?
2: Look, I know they've been doing it tough up north lately, AH, with the weather, but uh, I do want to thank the people of Townsville for sending me a little ray of sunshine (laughs) in the uh, form of that win (laughs) for the Tigers. I think Andrew Voss spoke for a lot of people when Nofaluma crossed to give the Tigers a 14-to-zip lead and said, who is this team? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you how they, vossy they're my team. (laughs) And I'm very pleased and proud, and uh, what a great way to celebrate Chrissy Lawrence's 200th game. When they win, he's Chrissy. When they lose, they're Chris. But it was Chrissy (laughs) yesterday.
1: Christopher, middle name, Lawrence. How could you?
2: (sighs) Let let me tell you. Ivan Cleary, we salute you. (laughs) (laughs) He really has changed their team around rather quickly.
3: Look, the same thing with the Dogs this week. They felt like a different team. Running, attacking, passing,
2: looking gorgeous on the field. I was proud of the Tigers. And you're attributing that to the re-signing of Dez?
3: Uh, yes, yes. I think I think both teams now have uh, solidified their coaches. They're looking towards the future and they're performing better because of it.
2: I mean, rugby league teams crave certainty and they also crave poor ruck de- defence from the opposition. <laughs> and uh, I was very surprised how soft uh, the Cowboys were in the middle. And look, you know, the loss of people like Tamo and now um, who's gone to the Panthers and now mm-hmm. Scott. It's making a difference up there. And Paul Green was... Not just looking worried about JT's calf after the game. I think there could be uh, bigger problems uh, afoot out mm. there in North Queensland.
3: Mm. JT looked a little hurt being limped off there. I'm, I'm not quite sure how many weeks if he'll be out, but he didn't look well.
1: Well, there was another JT who was looking a little bit hurt <laughs> during that game. Of course, Jason Taylor was uh, He was one of the experts on uh, on Fox News who had to sit there yep. at halftime and after the game <sighs> and just pretend that this is fine. And uh, we're going to be sort of post-morteming that up next. The Back
0: Row on Triple M. Rugby League from the Chief Seats.
1: If you're joining us or if you somehow missed the footy, to, uh, somehow, <laughs> there are many reasons why you missed the footy. Sharks, uh, of course, beat the Storm 11-2 to 2 mm. at Amy Park. That's the Sharks' first win at Amy Park. Quite an upset. Yes. Not the only upset this week.
2: Not <laughs> the only, only person upset I'm <laughs> up referring to. <laughs> what are you referring to? Well, I, I tipped them.
1: Of course, Tigers uh, came out and... C- smashed the Cowboys and mm. it was a really exciting game. Their defence was so tired, I thought. I mean, their attacking was great. Right from the first minute, they just formed a wall that the Cowboys could not get through. Uh, and, of course, one of the guests on Fox Sports for the entire afternoon and evening was former coach, as of, what, three weeks ago, Jason Taylor, who... Um, <laughs>
3: three days ago. <laughs> three, three days ago. <laughs> no,
1: because there was the interim.
3: Yeah, there was there was the grey area. Andrew yeah. Webster.
1: Yeah, Never contradict me on air ever again. Um, And of course, Jason Taylor, the poor thing, he had to sit there at halftime and at full time and being, you know, oh, no, I'm fine about this. Ronnie Sampson dropped the most beautiful, subtle sledge I've ever witnessed, where she asked him what the difference was with the Tigers this week.
2: You know, it's been tough on JT, but everyone has to have a career post-footy, post-coaching, so he's gone media. Uh, earlier in the week, he was on League Life, the, the Fox Sports show uh, with the all-female panel. Yep. And Yvonne Simpson again anchoring that. And hasn't Von it
1: been
2: a, hasn't, hasn't been a double blow this week with both Yvonne Simpson and Erin Mullen announcing their engagements? I'm shattered. Uh, it's, it's, it's really hurting. Mm. <laughs> and, wow, good on you boys. And, and JT was giving, I thought, a very frank interview. Uh, he actually referred to the fact that if uh, the likes of Woods and Tedesco don't re-sign with the Tigers, it's uh, disrespectful. And he definitely still feels like he's very much part of it. Mm. He also mm. had a little mullet, I noticed, which was gone by yesterday. Gone. So he's already got the style consultants in. <laughs>
1: no, but you know what that is? That's the breakup haircut.
2: Ah, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. A little right. bit of it protest.
1: Was, it was very, uh, very, here's a surprise. I've been broken up. A lot of times, a lot of people have broken up with me. That,
2: that really mystifies me. Surprise, you shocking, got ready your rat's tail haircut right as well. Rat's tail,
1: <laughs> top and bottom. Now you've got the um, Princess Leah. <laughs> front and back. Um, yeah, and you know, I'm very familiar with the, um, you know, the. Yeah, no, I'm so fine. I'm, I'm so fine. Look, even though we're not in love anymore, I think, I'll, I'll always, I'll always love him. You know, and uh, and, and you, know, I'm. Just, it's just you know, I'm so happy to see them going well that
3: was basically jason taylor on on (laughs) well i I thought it was a master move by whoever worked at foxtel to put him on live television and just staring straight down the barrel of that camera while they're asking him questions and the camera's just slowly zooming in on that lonely lonely face hello darkness Darkness. my (laughs) old friend and he's just sitting there thinking what has happened over the past month this is awful Great ratings. Good job, Foxtel.
1: That's perfect because I was literally about to sing that as soon as you paused. (laughs) This is the back row, synchronistic. Andrew Rose, you had a lot of thoughts about the Broncos-Roosters game.
3: I did, A.H., but before I do that, I just want to mention that last song is by the best rock band I've heard in the last five years. They're called Royal Blood. If you need some new riffs in your life, get around Royal Blood. They're amazing. Now...
0: Ah.
3: (laughs) Triple M! Exactly. Thanks, (laughs) A.H. Now, let's talk about uh, this game, right, the Broncos-Roosters game on Thursday night. For those that caught it, Madness. Absolute madness that game. I don't not know what is in the water at that ground, but those two team teams played insane rugby league. Yeah, it was there wild. Was, oh, just crazy stuff. The ankle tap by Andrew McCulloch. The the backwards kickoff by Blake Ferguson. I've never seen a kickoff where the ball goes. Behind the halfway line, that was.
1: Yeah, I am wondering if maybe the ball was tampered with. There is some kind of metal in it, something about the magnetic poles. Yeah,
3: maybe they let out the air in some of the balls, so it's slightly. You know, that that make
1: it go backwards. Oh, (laughs) wind! NFL
3: gate. There has because of course I I
1: literally just realised wind could be a factor.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I went
1: to a selective school and then uni.
2: He also could have stuffed up the kick, but I mean, uh, there has been issues with the bunker for some time, and one of the things the bunker is not allowed to officiate on is forward passes. So there's a lot of experimentation going on behind the scenes about putting a GPS tracker in the ball. Yep. And Ooh. maybe that was one of those uh, prototype balls that got out there by mistake. Maybe. Because Blake's a, he's very much a technician and he won the Harry Sunderland medal on the last uh, Four Nations Tour. That wouldn't have happened naturally. So I don't know whether Todd Greenberg and his mad scientists are just sort of tinkering with our game and we don't know about it.
3: You might be right, Chris Gale, because there was a, a bad call there in the game. The forward pass the Milford to Hunt.
2: That was extraordinary, wasn't
3: it? Yes, it oh. was a little strange. And and I think if if rugby league are going to incorporate some of those cricket things to uh, further the coverage, like the snickometer and stuff, you put a GPS in the ball. I don't mind the idea. Hawkeye, it beeps when the ball's forward. That'd be nice.
2: Well, <laughs> we're trying to get a good game, but I mean. Isn't if, it, there's, if
1: there's one thing that fans want, it's more technology Yeah, the game, exactly. Isn't it? exactly. Like, gagging for it. More
2: adjudication. But it's a whole sliding doors thing, isn't it? Because mm. Milford to Hunt, Hunt scores the try, back for the restart. Yep. It's called no try. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Hunt has to go into the defensive line. And what does he do, do in the next set of six, mm, set of six tackles? <laughs> set of six. He said. <laughs> Sounds like a Gus Gould podcast. <laughs> the hammy goes. and then he's And because he's a courageous kid, yep. he continues to defend. Yep. Silly. The Roosters shift the ball out and Hunt makes a tackle and then completely tears the hamstring. Yep. He's out for six to eight weeks. It shows that what the St. George Illawarra Dragons slash Steelers are purchasing is a very brave but very stupid player. And it oh, le-
1: God, tell me about it.
2: <laughs> and it leads to a $3.6 million offer over three years for Jack Bird to come to the Broncos. Yeah. All because they got the forward pass wrong. <laughs> what is going on? I don't understand it.
1: What is going on? This is the back row, Sydney's <laughs> Triple M. The back row. Oh, oh, with his pants down, he's got his bum showing. The arse
0: end of Triple M's footy coverage. And by golly, you could park a push bike in there. I mean, literally the arse end.
1: We're also literally guaranteeing you 100% original content. Nothing we talk about will have been spoken about by anyone else this week or indeed ever. So, Cooper Cronk. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Cooper Cronk has announced. Well, what what exactly has he announced? Depending on who you talk to, he's retiring for love, he's moving to Sydney, playing for a Sydney club for love. Mm. What are our theories?
2: Well, first of all, he's actually announced that he's leaving the arse end of the rugby league world, <laughs> <laughs> i.e. Amy Park and the Melbourne Storm.
1: Foxtel's Super League larvae.
2: We could see the immediate evidence in the 2-11 loss today against the defending premiers, the Cronulla Sharks. The Melbourne Storm, the most structured, robotic, predictable team in football up until this season, looked, sh- looked like a rabble. They weren't mm. communicating. Mm. I saw Billy on his haunches, tears streaming down his face. Cameron Smith look confused because the storms have been ripped apart by Cooper's announcement. Can mm.
1: robots cry? I've yeah. seen that episode. Yes, the they Simpsons. rust through
2: Android's dream of electric sheep. These are um. questions we all ask ourselves. <laughs> and the issue is what has Cooper actually announced? And it's simply that I am leaving Melbourne for Sydney. Mm. Mm. Nothing less, nothing more.
1: Something that we uh, we want to ask your advice on that we'll be talking about a little bit later on the show. It's Champagne Radio. Why is Sydney better than Melbourne? It's yeah. a classic. It's never been done before. <laughs> yes. Tweet at us at triple M underscore NRL. Why do you reckon Cooper is leaving Melbourne for us?
3: Well, look, we got to we got to try and justify a move like this. He's, a, you know, he, he's how, how many games has he played for Storm? He's a, he's a one-player guy, right?
2: Two two he's yeah,
1: about
2: two hundred sixty-five, something in that region. Thousand games, great. Yeah, that's yeah. really a good thousand games. That's, <laughs> that's right. Round it up. <laughs>
1: look, I actually have a theory that. Well, I came up with it as a joke. Um, I joined Dan Ganane on the weekend as yesterday. Um, hello, Dan. Came Dan. up with it as a joke. Um, And then as soon as the words came out of my mouth, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, plausible. Go on. I think there is a possibility. Let me preface this by saying I don't think this. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. What is it? (laughs) That this is actually an amazing tactic from Craig Bellamy. This is a destabilization attempt on the Sydney clubs because they're going to start scrambling. They're going to be, you know, wear your hair just for him, do the things he likes to do. Shout out to Dusty Springfield. Mm. They're going to be doing everything that they can and really just focusing on that, not on the game. I give it three months when Cooper Cronk says, you know what, actually... Stuffed Haram, staying in Melbourne.
3: Right, so you think this is a master coach move by Bellamy to shake up the uh, confidence of all these other teams like the Dragons, your Dragons? Top of the comp. <laughs> top, top of the
1: comp, baby. <laughs> to put them off Great them win off this week from the St. George Illawarra Steelers. Um ah. Look, I, I don't think that, but I said it.
2: <laughs> I don't like your theory. <laughs> Why is that? Daily cherry theory? evidence to the Gold Coast. How well did that work? Mm. I'll tell you what's here.
1: Ah, a backflip.
2: And I'm not saying that Bellamy's not involved because he's always involved. And isn't he just contained fury? Yeah. There was a picture of him today in the box, arms up, a little damp under the arms, just churning inside about how could we be playing in subarctic temperatures with that cowbell in the rain and be losing? Yeah. <laughs> Cooper's going. That's accepted. Yeah, and Bellamy gone. goes, how do I work this? How do I work this? And yeah. they're going to be, let's win it for the coop. You know, the, ba- the, the band together, the Fab Four, just for one more time. Mm. But I'll tell you why Cooper is leaving in my view. He is a man who loves structure, repetition, predictability. And this year, 2017, all the evidence says you have to play a bit of footy. Mm. And he's playing in a team. No, that- really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's playing in a team that spreads the ball, yeah. that involves shifting early in the tackle count, and he is confused and lost. <laughs> and he needs to go to a place where there's a coach prepared to lay down the rules, <laughs> impose his views above everybody, other, put a lot of structure into the game. Cooper Cronk is going to Belmore. How do you feel, Russ?
3: Yeah, baby! I can't wait. I can't wait. Des is the
2: right guy to lock him down. Either that or he's going on to a media career and having a family with Tara Rush. Yeah, it's sure. one of those yeah, two Whatever, things. Whatever,
1: same difference. Yeah. Uh, look, we want you to tweet into us at triple M underscore NRL. Your thoughts on why Sydney is better than Melbourne. It's going to be Champagne Radio. This is The Back Row.
0: The footy finishes here. The Back Row on Triple M.
1: And neither can Melbourne with Cooper <laughs> Cronk. Let's pretend that that was an intentional song choice. We're like The Letterman Show. Yeah, we great. Look at <laughs> us. Fantastic. Theming everything. Yes, we've been talking about... Cooper Cronk and his um, announcement that he's moving to Sydney. Mm -hmm. Is he retiring? Is he playing for a Sydney club? We don't know. A little bit later, we're going to be pulling out a radio classic that we need your help for. Tweet us at triple M underscore NRL. Why is Sydney better than Melbourne? Oh, hello. That's
3: right. We've got to get Cooper on our side. He's interested in coming here. We've got to tell him all the great things that Sydney have to offer, like the construction on George Street, right, guys?
1: So good. Or the storm that's happening right now. Yeah, He's exactly. already here, boys.
2: <laughs> the 100% guaranteed storm.
1: <laughs> they weren't tonight. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, oh, um, I'm letting myself down. I'm letting my family down <laughs> with this one. Um, look, boys. Let's say Cooper Cronk was in the running for our clubs. I mean, there is a theory that he's going to be going to the Bulldogs. Chris, so what you, would let me? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what would draw him to the Tigers?
3: Yeah, I think you, Chris. Before you do this, I think you should speak directly to Cooper here. I think you should tell him why he should come to the Tigers and why it's important for him to join your team.
2: Hit okay. it, Felix. So, so I think that's important, Rose. That you have given me the context there. If Cooper, if I'm speaking to you directly. First of all, I know a fantastic plastic surgeon who'll just get that nose pointing straight. They do great work, very reasonably priced. The West Tigers specifically, first of all, cool colours. I think we can all agree. Golden mm-hmm. black, very cool colours. You get a free bus pass because when you're with Ivan Cleary's team, you're either on the bus or off the bus. And Cooper, you'll be on our bus. You get variety. It must be boring having to turn up to Amy Park and the slush and the wet and the mud and the grime every week. With the Tigers, Leichhardt, Campbelltown, ANZ Stadium, the whole Greater Sydney Basin is yours. You'll be joining one day, according to CEO Justin Pascoe, Australia's number one sporting organisation with a $57 million centre of excellence. Well, one day. But most importantly, most importantly Cooper, if you join the West Tigers, you'll get to hang out with the big four and of course by that I mean Elias Roach, Sirinan and Pierce.
1: Uh, so Felix, of course you're the boy who um pushes our buttons and turns our mics on. I just wanted to check before we continue the segment how much time there is on that little backing track or if we need to like reset it.
3: <laughs> just, let's just go with it. Radio Land it's unlimited. <gasps> Felix has a voice. Oh my god, wow. Felix good. Hang on. All
1: right, well let's Shit's whack rain. it. Back on. Rose,
3: oh, you want you, me to I, go? I think you should go first,
1: AH. Okay. Cooper. <laughs> Cooper, honey. <laughs> you should come to the dragons, baby. Do you know why? Right opposite Coggera, we've got a little place called Sis. Ciz- oh, wait, no, we don't. <laughs> oh, we don't. <laughs> Not no. anymore. Oh. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Okay. <clears throat> think of something else. <laughs> hey there, Cronky. <laughs> You should definitely come to the St. Georgia Laura Dragons because we have the most beautiful stadium in the country, in the world. It's called Wind Stadium. That's right, Wind Baby. I know you like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: right between the mountains and the sea. Everyone watching at halftime on the hill, they stay where they're standing, they turn around and they just look at the bloody ocean without leaving their spot. <sighs> gah, also, gah. Oh. I suppose the dissatisfied look on my face probably isn't coming across on radio, <laughs> so I should think of something to say. Back to me. <clears throat> Coops. <laughs> you should come to the St. George Illawarra Dragons. You should come, baby. Um, as you wrote on your website, now defunct, CooperCronk.com, dreams are like fish. They can sink through your fingers. We're top of the ladder, baby! <laughs> that
3: is a good point. What have you got, Rose? All right, keep, keep keep those strings going for me, DJ Felix.
1: <laughs> you need to do it sexier than I did.
3: No, forget that, guys. <laughs> Cooper, listen to me and listen to me very clearly now. Forget those two. They're being too nice to you. What you've done here is made a sensationalist move. And where better to go for a sensationalist move than the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs? We are the most hated team in the history of teams, and you're gonna be loved here. Now, let me just set a situation for you, Cooper, because I know you've made this announcement. You haven't said which team yet. Here's how we're gonna do it. Can I get some can I get some serious music? Can I get a low music, Felix? Or is that too hard for you? Shall we stick it to stick it to Oh, there we go. No. Thank you, DJ Felix. All right, here it is. Two minutes to go. The storm are down by two points. He gets the ball. Cooper Cronk gets the ball. He's about to put the ball over the try line, but he stops. He looks at the Storm faithful, and he just kicks the ball out. And the Storm lose as they look at Cooper Cronk and say, "How could you do this to us, Cooper?" Then you slowly pull off your jersey to reveal a Bulldogs jersey. Live oh, at I the don't game. Like He'll turn, baby. Come with us, Cooper. The doggies are going all the way.
1: This is the back row on Sydney's Triple M.
0: The back row on Triple M.
1: We've been talking about Cooper Cronk. No-one else has been talking about it this week, and we like to tackle the tough issues, which hmm. is why we wish to answer the question, why is Sydney better than Melbourne? Never been done before. <laughs> um, first point, us.
3: Yeah, yeah, we're, we're a pretty good reason for Cooper Cronk to move to Sydney. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, Felix, that's it. Segment over. <laughs> yeah. What but, do you got, boys?
2: But that does tap into, I think, a very, very important question, and that is obviously less AFL. Yes, Mm. absolutely. to come to Sydney, more Triple M League coverage than he obviously can pick up Mm. uh, on the free-to-air down in Melbourne. So Mm. one would imagine... You know
1: that we have the job, right? (laughs) I'm not referring (laughs) to Do you know what's great? Triple M Sydney. How good is (laughs) Triple M Sydney?
2: I'm referring to the vast pantheon, the family of the Triple M League coverage. Mm. Yes. Of which, as we keep getting reminded where the arse end. Uh, Look... There's a couple of other things. I mean, I think there are obvious things like this week, of course, going into next week, we've got the Easter show. Yes. What have Melbourne got? Oh, no, they
3: don't even have. No, the they have
1: the. Oh, oh no, they, I don't want to depend. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they have, sorry. They have sorry. something, but, but it's certainly
2: not the Easter show. Well, I'll it, tell you that. It's not the absolute highlight of the Easter show. Well, we all agree the Showbag Pavilion, but the second best highlight is the agricultural displays. I love it. Yeah. You know, and you go see the the six regions and mm. the produce the. I mean, we are the food bowl of the world, I think, New South Wales. Yeah, sure. And the Sydney <laughs> is the focal point of that. Like, imagine, the, imagine the produce they'd be coughing up down in Melbourne out of you know, places like Warrnambool and stuff like that down in Victoria. <laughs> uh, it, it, it wouldn't be picturesque. It wouldn't be colourful. And uh, it will open his mind. Rose, you got some other things you can expect when Cooper arrives in Sydney to play for the West Tigers? Well,
3: I think there's a lot of locations in Sydney that he could probably go to find himself comfortable. You know, he'd head down to the water, maybe cargo bar, have a night out at cargo bar to acclimatise himself to how Sydney people like to hang out.
2: You, you haven't been reading the press about Cooper, have you? Why? What? Part of the reason that he's coming to Sydney is he's struggling with the fact that all the others in the big four, Bellyache, Smith, yep. the other guy, Billy Slater. <laughs> They get to go home to the wife and the family, you know, the wife and the kids afterwards. Mm. Cooper, what he does is he goes home, cooks a steak, and watches television. Terrible. So he's not a clubbing guy, but. You do raise the point. We have got tremendous butchers all through the Sydney region with all sorts of cuts of meat. That is true. Much, much better and a higher and wider variety than what you get in the Greater Melbourne District.
3: Yes, and let's not forget Fox Studios as well. You know, you can go uh, catch a game at the Sydney football stadium then move across into the nice comfy couches and watch a movie in gold class. Come on, Cooper.
1: Well, look, I tell you what, I feel like we need to take a good hard look at ourselves for this segment (laughs) uh, for having had it as an idea and for then having done it to you at home. We apologise, as I'm sure we will continue to as our show continues. This is the back row.
0: The back row. Oh, oh, with his pants
1: down, he's got his bum
0: showing. The arse end of Triple M's footy coverage. by golly, you could park a push bike in there. I mean, literally, the arse end.
1: If you don't score here, you never will, because we're very desperate. This is the back row on Sydney's Triple M. I'm A.H. Cayley. Chris Rose, how are you going?
2: I'm really enjoying myself, A.H.
1: Andrew Rose?
3: I can feel it coming. In the air tonight. Oh, no,
1: we're helped. not just I talking am. about Cooper Cronk. All right, we'll be right uh, back after this. I hope you'll keep listening. Oh, whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> back row.
1: Right before that, we heard the air drumming song by... Phil Gen- Collins. Oh, I was about to say Genesis <laughs> and you ruined my...
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> Do you know what else has been ruined this week?
3: <laughs> Can I just point out...
1: Speaking of segues...
3: <laughs> People don't know this. But we were just all absolutely just waiting with bated breath for that <laughs> drum fill to come in, and the entire studio just went mad when that
2: drum fill. I mean, everyone's got to do it, right?
1: As did every person listening to it. I'm sure you can't not.
2: Yes, I agree. You can't not. If they can get a Cabri Gorilla to do it, <laughs> it's
1: such it, it's a good genius. ad. Right? We've got to do it. <laughs> that
2: was such I, a good I tell example. you what, though, it's generating song requests. Hanan's come in and requested "The Studio" of Easy Lover with Philip Bailey. There, are oh. um, Collins Lovers, yes, all out there and. I was really taken back, and the good news is that Phil might actually be coming back soon Ooh. and uh, actually drumming because he's had issues with the wrists. Oh, a little Hannah. bit like Benji Marshall, Ooh. which has got you know Brisbane all really nervous with Ben Hunt out because Benji's got a broken wrist. What are they going to do?
1: Okay, so that vaguely ties back to the topic of the show. Um, and in this particular mic break, we're talking about we we've had a lot of anger. It's become a theme over our last few shows about the jerseys. I'm upset about these deconstructed, weird colour combinations. Superhero round, or rounds, mm. really annoyed us. But Rose, we're now annoyed that Superhero round is over. A
3: little bit. I know, I know we kind of dug in on the Superhero round for the last uh, two weeks, but there was something that came out of the Superhero rounds that uh, got me thinking it could be incorporated into the rugby league season full-time. And that is... Names on the back of jerseys.
1: Could not agree more.
3: Right? You're with me, AH. Now, the Broncos, I think the Broncos had the names on the back of their jerseys. I know uh, some of the other teams with the superhero jerseys didn't do it. But I think every team in the Rugby League should have the names on their back of the jerseys for the simple reason that people coming in and uh, discovering the game for the first time, you can identify those top players. You can see the names. Because I had a mate who'd never watched Rugby League before, and I showed him a Bulldogs game, and he thought everyone on the team was named J-Car.
1: Nah. Look, I've been following the game obviously for you know for quite a while now. There are still so many players whose names are, I know. The ones I love, I know the ones I hate. I know the ones who have had some kind of controversy that was talked about on Fox that week. But there are so many players who I don't yep. know.
2: Yep, I'm with you. I tell you what, I've learned something because if I'm not mistaken, I'm an idiot. Yeah, well, no, today I was going to say I have learned something today. <laughs> uh, if I'm not very much mistaken, and as Murray Walker, the commentator, used to say, the racing, I could, I'm very much mistaken. <laughs> But if you're right that the Broncos all had the names on the back of their jerseys, I think their names are all Ladbrokes. I mean, talk about Family Club.
3: Oh, okay. Maybe it wasn't the Broncos then. There was definitely a team with the names on the back of their
2: jerseys. Look, I think it's a, a revolution whose time has to come. Do you agree, though? Well, I mean, every jersey is, as I understand it, is produced uniquely for the game and then donated to charity and so forth. So mm. I don't think it's a huge stretch with now the fact they have to announce the teams on the Tuesdays and keep to the 21 players uh-huh. to mark them up as individuals. It works for Origin. I
3: agree. I understand why the names aren't there because there's a big sponsor on the back of most teams. But come on, can we move? Can we just get the names somewhere? Maybe a picture of them on their on the front of their jersey with their name, and maybe a
1: name tag. Well, a, like a, p- a picture of the players on the front
3: yeah. of their jerseys. Hello, my name is Rad Raja. <laughs> well,
2: there you go. It, you know, they had the Rugby League Players Association meeting the other day and 100 players turned up and they had to they had to have name tags. Right. Because they all watch the other games, but they don't know who anyone is because they haven't got names on the jerseys. That's right. So this is the sort of innovation that the NRL needs to look into. Yeah. I mean, pictures, mm. beautiful idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah beautiful. Those jerseys go for a lot on uh, <laughs> eBay.
1: Speaking of beautiful ideas, we were talking before about uh, our pitch to Cooper Cronk, trying to get him over to our team. And, of course, you know, we had music behind it. Mm. I chose to use my womanly wiles. Yes, me too. Try and get him over. (laughs) Um, Chris, your very own partner, MJ, has tweeted in and said, Saints are deaf the winner for the Cronkertition. Who could resist the siren call oh, of A. H. Cayley? Your, your own beloved and, has turned and, against come you. Come on,
2: and there it officially ends the relationship. <laughs> 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 this, this is a word that clearly means little to her, as it means little to Cooper Cronk, and that word is loyalty. Unbelievable! Just think about that,
3: Unbelievable! Huh? I gave a great pitch with a with a great heel move, and I don't even get a one
2: vote. You were never in the competition. Oh, yeah, but, unbelievable.
1: but but. I was oh,
2: no. Sexy.
1: <laughs> this is The Back Row on Sydney's Triple M with A-H, Chris and Rose.
0: For the fans, for the players, for the love of league. Oh,
1: you've got to love your rugby league.
0: Sometimes a little bit too much love.
1: Is there another game they play in Australia?
0: The Back Row on Triple M.
1: We've been in a bit of a silly mood tonight. I'm A-H, joined by Chris and Rose. Um, but we promise we're going to get a bit more serious now. We've... Um, you know, we've we've, we've meditated, we've mm. purged all the coffee from our system. Yep. We're going to be a bit serious now. Um, I'm ready. And so, Rose, you have requested that you could do a new segment for us. What's the deal with that?
3: Yes, that's right. A-H. It's a new show and we're developing it at a weekly rate. And I've come up with a new segment for you guys. Okay. Uh, uh, it's called Rose's Rant of the Week. Get me with it. You guys ready? Hit it, DJ Felix. Yeah, that's right, guys. It's Rose here, and I'm having a red because I'm angry about rugby league. Oh, here my God. Comes. Now, hear me out, guys. The scoreboards on television. Aren't they a joke this season? They're long and they're down the bottom of the screen. So when I've got my beers on the table, I can't see the score and I've got to keep moving the beers to see the score. And you can't have the scoreboard up the top left abbreviated like other sports. And you want to know why, listeners? The Gold Coast Titans. Because when you abbreviate the Titans, it spells tit. Thanks very much, Gold Coast.
1: (sighs) This is The Back Row. The Back Row on Triple M. Coming up, we're going to be talking about my very own tragic Sizzler story. Of course, Sizzler Canberra uh, closed down today was its final day. We'll be talking about the Manly v Dragons game, back row of the week, and just the tip. This is the back row with Ah, Chris and Rose. However, um, in that last song, the boys just kept singing and couldn't stop singing. Jesus Christ, superstar! Great, great, songs great musical at each other. Um, so this is now the back row with Ah, Ah, and Ah.
0: When it's all said and done, when the pads are all packed up. The refs have packed away the whistles. And the parking lots are empty. One show with three obsessive fans still want to have their say. And because this is Triple M, and because we really don't give a rat, we say, why the hell not? Please welcome A.H., Chris and Rose. We are
1: in for something special tonight.
0: This is The Back Row. Footy from the cheap seats on Triple M.
1: That's us. We're just three footy fans trying to have a footy fantastic time. Oh, ah. oh no. <laughs> this is the back row with AH, Chris, and Rose. I'm AH Cayley. Chris Gale, how are you going?
2: I'm doing so well because I had such a great weekend. Obviously, yes, the Tigers had a victory, but the absolute rugby league highlight for me, AH, was when Malachi Watini Zalesniak <laughs> passed to Dallin Watini Zalesniak for a try. Ray Warren decided not even to take that on.
3: <laughs> what a pass. And as I said,
2: what's what's a little known fact is that the two Watini Zalesniaks are actually not related. Wow. The Penrith Panthers are the new most hyphenated team in rugby league, and that made my weekend.
1: Andrew Rose, how are you going?
2: I'm good, thank
3: you, AH. I'm not sure if you heard earlier, but I debuted my new segment called Rose's Ran of the Week, and I thought
2: it went pretty well. There was a lot of praise coming in online. Yeah, every show needs a, a section where people feel comfortable to go make a cup of tea. Yep. You've given us okay.
1: one. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of some words, and all I've got is dead air. I'm just well, so furious. How, let's talk about, about how good my second
2: was. How about <laughs> St. George v. Manly? There's some words for you. St.
1: <laughs> George Lawara. Oh, v sorry. Manly. That's right.
2: St. George Illawarra. How was, could I forget. That
1: was a great game. That was a very interesting game. Obviously, you know, I may be biased because my team won, but I think it was a. Re- I don't think Manly played that badly. I think it was a really interesting game and a great win from the St. George Illawarra Steelers.
2: There was an incident early that I think Rose got your hackles up.
3: Yes, uh, look, uh, you know, as much as I don't like to admit the Dragons are sitting on top of the table and having just beaten Manly in Lotto Land. Okay, thank you, A.H. Fortress. I regret that already.
1: Fortress Lotto Land, Now, when we
3: think back to this Manly game, uh, this Manly Dragons game, there's one thought that a lot of people were talking about afterwards, and it happened quite early in the game. Now, DCE, Dale Cherry Evans, was taken out of a play which uh, uh, subsequently, whatever the word is, (laughs) damn it. Sequentially? Yeah, that's the one. Thanks, Chris Gale. (laughs) Uh, Turned into a try for the Dragons. Now... There's a lot of people who are watching that footage who, who were... It was quite obvious that Dal Cherry Evans was pulled out of the plate. He was obstructed, correct, Chris Gale? By Jason
2: Nightingale.
1: Look, that's what I thought. Um, and, like, I tweeted at the time. I was like, look, I love my dragons, but there's no way Everyone that try should that. have been allowed. Yeah. Um, Following sort of later coverage of it, it seems that it was actually DCE who started it playing silly buggers, which is why he didn't get to dummy half. Um I admit I haven't watched it back since then, so I couldn't say. But I too at the time was pretty
2: Yep. Everyone was pretty angry about that. Yeah, and of course uh, what happened was there was no uh dummy half to pick up the ball and mm. so Gareth Woodward swooped on the ball if dragons can swoop. I assume they can. Yeah they, they can. Are and, you serious? Uh, they Dragon
1: swoop. they're like birth they fly. Yeah. They literally they swoop like well. dragons literally
2: swoop. swoop. Oh, I'm gonna go <laughs> <and> here boys <laughs> I'm going to It's just that I've never seen a dragon. Sure. And uh, scored, uh, you know, sort of untrammeled over the line. And, of course, DCE blew up the Lux, had a long debate with Gavin Badger, and, of course, wanted to bring the bunker in on it. But...
3: Well, at the moment, there's no ruling for the uh, bunker to be able to check on that unless the referee specifies that it will go to the bunker, correct?
2: And the issue there was that this occurred before the play of the ball. So they can only look at things that occur once the ball has been played. So whether it was uh, DCE's fault or indeed Nightingales, who to me in that move reminded me of the fact that the recent news, the rugby union now has as many people participating as ballroom dancing, <laughs> which is not many, seem to be a little bit of a part of earth showing daily to one side.
1: I thought you were about to say that they have as many people participating as they do watching.
2: Yes, yeah, that would be about right.
1: Because <laughs> that sounds believable, am I right? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Our sport's the superior <laughs> one.
3: That's right, A.H. Now, here's my argument. There should be a chance for Dale Cherry Evans there to turn to the ref and ask him to go to the bunker. I think Rugby League needs the captain's challenge.
2: Yeah, and Daly, who has a sort of a quaint turn of phrase, I'd love to hear him mic'd up and go to the referee, I dare say that was an obstruction. Can we (laughs) please go up to the bunker? (laughs) He's a bit of a throwback, old Daly. He really is. You, sir, are a scoundrel. (laughs) I throw my gauntlet down. And I think he did have a little bit of a sneaky slap uh, post-Clemmer, didn't he, later in the game?
1: He did, he did. He did a slap. Um, pulled out his perfect kid leather gloves and just <laughs> how dare you, sir?
2: I call parlay, Dad Zeus.
1: Which once again brings to question. Um, it was James Graham brought it up uh, in that Bulldogs game. Is a slap, slap a penalty. Of penalty? Yep. I reckon it is, boys. You need to seems to be work it
2: out. <laughs> we also when the game was over, the effort to put the ha- put the ball down just before the the dead ball line to you know go up thirty three to ten or whatever it was. Yes, shows the level of commitment he's bringing to the game. And Mary has got your boys. Fired up, A.H. They're (laughs) really, really doing superb work out there. Yes. Of course, they weren't playing at Coggera yesterday, were they, at Fortress Lotterland. But what happens Mm -hmm. when you go to Coggera and you want a meal?
1: Oh, We'll be talking about that right after this. I have a very tragic Sizzler story, not just the general Sizzler story that literally everyone's been talking about, (laughs) but my own.
0: The Back Row on Triple M. Rugby League from the Chief Seats.
1: I'm sure you know by now that the Sizzler in Coggera or Carlton or St George, depending on which part of Google you're looking at, has now closed. Tonight mm. was its last night. Or actually, I think they're usually open till eleven, so maybe this is open. Say it
2: ain't so. Still can we get down, down there? Have we got time?
1: Well, that's <laughs> the thing. Obviously, a lot of people have been discussing the Sizzler um, situation, particularly on Triple M. It being right opposite from Coggera, mm. dearly beloved by a lot of people in here. And we were just having a chat about it, and I'm not the only one who has a Sizzler memory. You boys have some. Because I, firstly, if I can just say, because I went and did a pilgrimage. Uh, on Tuesday, I went, I did a, I got my whole footy crew together. We'd never managed to actually make it there before or after a game at Coggeroo. We kept buggering it up. So went and did a pilgrimage, had my last meal, and it's got me thinking.
3: Well, I mean, my memories of uh, Sizzler, especially the one at cogra was when I was quite young. My sister, Samantha, worked at a Sizzler out of school, and the one thing that we kept with us from Sizzler was all the cutlery, because the day she got fired, what? two two things... She got fired and she stole, I don't think she got fired, she left and she stole all the knives and forks from Sizzler because they got really good cutlery and we still, to this day, have all the cutlery no. in our drawer from the old Sizzler and she once got out of work at Sizzler, sorry Sam that I'm telling this, she once got out of work at Sizzler by saying that our mother fell off a cliff and got a punctured lung <gasps> and, and... Our, our, boss, our boss at Sizzler sees my mum like a couple of months later and she's like, oh, you look great. I mean, how's the lung? And she's like, what?
1: <laughs> you know what, we might, uh, we'll come back to our other Sizzler memories after that, after this.
0: The footy finishes here. The Back Row on Triple M.
1: Yeah, you're joining AH, Chris and Rose. We were talking about the demise of Sizzler Cogger. There's only one left now in the state of New South Wales. Uh, out in Campbelltown. Still mm. plenty left in Queensland. So, yep. uh, Origin, this <laughs> it's going it. to be personal this year. <laughs> also, Sorry, if I can do a side note, I have no money at the moment because my card got skimmed. Bloody Commonwealth Bank gives me a call and they're like, hey, did you spend this money in Queensland? At a unlikely, Sizzler, probably. Yeah, $850. <laughs> so they're like, look, we had to cancel the card. You can't use the account. It's going to be... Ca-. So, again, Bloody, Origin yep. is going to be personal. Back yep. to Sizzler. <laughs>
2: well... Oh, by the way, Cooper, did you hear that? There's still a Sizzler in Campbelltown. <laughs> Come to the West Tigers. Uh, and the uh, Sizzler accountants actually were on the phone during that last song. Mm. And apparently, cutlery theft is what closed the Cogra Sizzler. Oh. Hey. That was the straw that broke the camel's it's back. It's my
3: so, fault.
2: But I've got nothing but great memories of Sizzler because Pizza Hut used to have the all-you-can-eat salad bar. And mm. you're going, hang on, it's pizza. What do I want with salad? <laughs> Because as a great philosopher, much smarter than me, once said, you can't win friends, we'll make friends with salads. That's true. But unlimited dessert bar, mm. yep. is that not the feature of a restaurant that you want to be at? And the fact that that's been <laughs> taken away from us, well, taken away from some George fans primarily, some George Illawarra fans, yep. it sticks in my craw. Mm. Ah, H?
1: Look, I I went out there, I did a pilgrimage. Mm. Um, I, I, I now have sizzler memories because... Um, <laughs> Boys, that was the first time that I had been to Sizzler wow. um, in in twenty two years. So really, I'm twenty seven. So really, let's just say it was the first time that I'd been to Sizzler. Uh, all right, <clears throat> let me plumb the depths of this tragic story. When I was about when I was about four or five years old, um, we were living on the on the Gold Coast. Um, my brother, also don't tell anyone, go the blues. Uh, my brother would have been about seven, eight, and he was just stuffing himself full to the gills, and mum, stop eating, you're going to throw up.
3: Mm-hmm. No, I won't.
1: Kept oh, eating, uh-oh. kept eating, stop eating, you're going to throw up. It's not going to end well. No, yeah, I no. won't.
3: It's not going well.
1: On the way home in dad's 1992 white Toyota hi which he bought secondhand in 1994, still has. <laughs> we had to pull over. Uh-oh. So my brother James could uh, could spew. He'd eaten so much, he threw up. Wow we were not allowed to go to Sizzler again after that.
3: <laughs> was it too much of the cheesy cheesy bread? Is that what it was? The cheesy bread always gets you.
1: Well, look, I don't know, but I'm th- my theory is probably that it was the moose because here's the thing: when I went to ah. my pilgrimage, or that you know, because as a kid, that's what you're ending on, and there's a lot more to it than you think. So when I went on my pilgrimage on Tuesday with some friends, I was like, "This is my one, my only chance. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna eat as much as I can." Ate so much I threw up. Mum's always oh, right. There you, you go.
0: go. The back row on Triple M.
1: Back Row's almost finished as well, boys. It's time once again for a segment that's still quite loosely defined. It's called Back Rower of the Week, where we essentially we venerate someone who we quite like into our imaginary football team. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Into yeah. our family. I nailed it.
3: Yeah. Do you want me to start? I'll go with my back row of the week. Sure, easy tip. My back row of the week is actually a person who would be quite good in the back row. It's Rob Gronkowski from the uh, from the Patriots in NFL. Uh, as we know, WrestleMania was over the weekend, and he decided to jump the barricade and get involved in a match during the WrestleMania show. And everyone around knew what was happening except for the one five-foot-one female security guard who grabbed Rob, Gron- uh, Rob Gronkowski and tried to push him back to his seat. Oh. And a bunch of pretend referees had to come around her and go... It's part of the show, let him go. It's part of the show, let him go. It's part of the show, let him go. <laughs> She's and right. Yeah. Can't
1: take a joke. Uh, here's my idea, women aren't funny.
3: Come on. <laughs> so they let him go and he got in the ring and absolutely hammered this guy, Jinder Mahal, this wrestler. Just a huge shoulder tackle. Eighty thousand people went crazy. I want Rob Gronkowski in my back row.
2: Welcome him aboard. Yeah, hello. My back row my back row of the week. Uh, it's been a great weekend for the Rabbits uh, on the back of the last-minute Adam Reynolds field goal. Yes. Nice work there. Uh, and he's in a head-to-head battle for the Origin halfback position, and I thought the uh, Daily St- Astonisher was pretty unkind to point out the fact that Mitchell Pierce is 0 for 18 in his last field goal attempts. <laughs> but Adam is uh, possibly uh, putting his hand up for Origin. But in more good news for the Rabbits, Joanna and George Burgess have welcomed a bouncing baby boy. Oh, Lovely. Bo- and I, So I want to see this kid on the field. Yeah. He's a big kid, Boston Mark Burgess. Ooh. He was born at 10.51 p.m. on Saturday night, and he measures 56 centimetres wow. and a, a bouncing always hesitate to talk about measurement when it comes to George Burgess, but um, <laughs> comes in at a bouncing 4.08 kilograms. Oh. And uh, uh, George has gone to Instagram to praise his stunning wife for being an absolute machine throughout the process. <laughs> yeah, so, I Boston, could... welcome aboard.
1: <laughs> I just have to sit down and cross my legs for a little while. This is the back row with A.H. Chris and Rose. After this, the most useless Timmy comp in the game. So we have to do it on a Sunday. This is the back row on Sydney's Triple M with A.H. Chris and Rose. Three footy fans just trying to do our best, and it's time now for my favourite audio. Now on Triple M's back row. Just the tip. Whoa. Just the tip. Oh, geez. Just, the tip. Just the tip.
3: Just the tip. Yes, here we go. Another round of tipping, guys. Are you ready?
1: The most useless Timmy comp in the game because we have to do it on a Sunday.
3: Well said, Ah. I agree. Now, we, we uh, have to look at these standings, and I have a bit of news, guys. I've lost... First place. How about
1: that? Yeah, we I have... was wondering for a while because you you do the counting.
3: I wouldn't cheat. you, Ah,
1: yeah. Well, I've never looked at it.
3: No, trust I don't me. know you
1: that well either.
3: It's it's in the bag. In second place, tied for second place. It is myself, Rose, and you, Chris Gale. Nice both to be with on you. twenty-eight points. That means the new leader in first place on thirty points, two points ahead of us. Is Ah Kaylee? Hell Just yeah!
1: Like the baby. dragons top of the ladder. Yes,
2: really. Everything's coming up roses. But you're not I mean, Rose. Everything's yeah. coming up Rose's That's so strange. That, that is right. so strange.
3: Let's get into Phrasing. it. We've, we've got a long weekend coming up. Easter long weekend, so we've got a lot of games. We have a triple header on Friday. It's Super Friday this week at ANZ, starting off with the Dogs versus the Rabbits.
2: I'm going to go for the Dogs uh, on the basis of the Hasler re-signing. And if there's not a bottle thrown at that match, I'll be a little disappointed. <laughs>
1: A-H. I'm going to go rabbit-o's. Oh,
3: going for the rabbits there. I'm going to support my beloved doggies. They're going to get it done on Friday. Also on Friday at McDonald Jones Stadium, it's the Knights v. the Roosters in Newcastle.
1: I, re- I really want to tip the Knights on the go on, on the, sh- the game where they finally get. Because I've been getting do so caught. Cl- do it. Do, do it for the Roosters. You should do it. Damn it.
2: Yeah, I think the Roosters are going to uh, self-correct after two losses, and uh, they'll take uh, care of. The Knights at McDonald Jones Stadium.
3: Yes, I'm with you guys, uh, the Chooks. Uh, The last game on the Friday at Suncorp Stadium up in Brisbane. It's the Broncos versus the Titans.
1: Well, of course, uh, as we know, Ben Hunt is now out for a few weeks. He's very badly injured. Um, Benji Marshall is also injured, so he can't stand in for him.
2: Jack
1: I'm Bird, still going with the Bronx,
2: anyone. not the <laughs> Titans. Yeah. Sticking with the Bronx, eh? A-H? Yep. Gold Coast are in complete disarray right now. Uh, it has to be the Broncos. I agree with both of
3: you. Now let's move on to Saturday. We're back at Lotto Land, Manly versus the Storm.
1: I, I, Despite what I saw tonight, I think I still have to say Storm.
3: Right. Chris Gale? I would agree with that. Yes, I agree too. The Storm need to come back and make a statement, and they're going to do it at Lotto Land. The Storm for me as well. Saturday, GIO Stadium,
2: the Raiders versus the Warriors.
1: Raiders, 100%.
2: Yeah, you always love the Raiders, though. You're, I you're do, 100%. I love the Raiders. Yeah, they you love the playing Raiders. Really well. The untalked story of today's episode, because they're not from Sydney, is a resurgent Canberra Raiders who will take care of Foz and the boys next weekend.
3: And with you guys, the Raiders are going to give it to the Warriors there. A Saturday at Wynn Stadium, we have the Dragons versus the Cowboys.
1: Well, I have to go Dragons. You have to go Dragons. Um, because they're my team. That's the rule to which Chris and I adhere. Okay. You are a dog, so you often dog your team the dogs. Nope. Um, but, I mean, at the same time, we're top of the ladder. I
3: Go on. I, get the Cowboys then.
1: No, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> it feels weird. It feels weird to be like, I actually think the Dragons will win this. But I actually do. Especially, like, as they took such a, um, such a beating. Yeah, against. Uh, oh, it's
2: been a hard fought talking. five and yeah. one by the Dragons, but you know quite rightly, and of course, the North Queensland will be bashed up because they play the West Tigers, so they won't have much in the tank. That's
1: what I was trying to say. And, and I forgot the name
2: of the West and, Tigers. And you know, I don't want to sort of talk football here for a moment, but uh, no JT, no Cowboys, no
3: deal. I'm with you there. Sunday, Pepper Stadium, Panthers versus the Sharky
2: Boys. This this is actually a tough one. I would say this yep, is the it's a tough uh, one. the fifty fifty game of the week. I think Penrith have something to prove. I mean, they're languishing down the bottom of the table. Uh, Those three recalcitrant Panthers will be reinstalled, including their skipper, Matt Moylan. Mm. And I think Cronulla didn't show me much today in the uh, sludge down there in Melbourne. I'll go to Penrith.
3: Ah, Go
1: Sharky Boys.
3: Oh, you're going for the Sharky Boys. Well, uh, it's a bold move, Cotton, but I'm going to go with the Panthers as well there. I think with their three boys back in after getting a slap on the wrist and being naughty, it's time to... Turn up for the Panthers. And finally on the weekend, we have, hang on, is that a Monday game? A and Z?
2: That's a Monday game. Monday
3: game, my bad, Eels-Tigers. And we will be going live straight
1: after that game, right after correct? that one, yep.
2: So I'll be phoning in because I'll be out there seeing the Tigers beat the Eels.
3: Right, the Tigers. What about you, AH? Yeah,
1: I'm also tipping the Tigers after that performance. Yeah, the um, Eels last gave night. me nothing,
3: right? The Eels gave us all nothing. I think we're all going for the Tigers. And we will be live on the Monday, not the Sunday next week, no, straight after the game.
1: No, because we have not had a consistent time slot in a row <laughs> yet. So we'll be back on uh, Easter Monday after the Eels Tigers game. This is the back row with AH Chris and Rose. Andrew Rose, any last thoughts?
3: Well, I'm going to the East show tomorrow, so I hope the weather's all right. That's about my last thoughts. Let's get some show bags going on. I can't wait for the Easter show. Chris Gale,
1: final thoughts? Cooper,
2: in Sydney, we have a better class of real housewife. <laughs> we can't wait to see you in black and gold 2018.
1: Uh, I'm Ah, Cayley, I'm completely spent. I have no final thoughts. Homegrown is up next. This has been The Back Row.